Hello and welcome to Occupied Thoughts, a podcast brought to you by the Foundation for Middle East Peace. I'm Peter Beinart, a fellow at the Foundation. Today is January 26th, 2023, and I'm here with Anat Weitzman, an actor, director, playwright, and political activist based in Tel Aviv, and Isa Amro, a political activist who was born, raised, and lives in the West Bank city of Hebron, and is the set founder of the activist group Youth Against Settlements. Isa and Enat are in New York for a reading of their play, How to Make a Revolution, which we're going to talk about today. Isa, Enat, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Um, thank you. Uh, Enat, I wanted to start with you. Tell me a little bit about how this play came to be. Um, this play is um, actually a result of a, a year-long conversation between Isa and me between an activist and a theater maker. And I, I'm also an activist, but uh, Isa is the frontier of uh, apartheid. Um, I wanted to do a play, my thought was to do a play about the system of the military courts. Um, but along the way, the play got his turns and some different directions, but it's, still mainly about uh, the military courts. Mm. Um, and Iso, you know, theater is not your main, is not what you spend most of your time doing. You're, you're a <laughs> political activist. Um, how did, how, what led you to decide to, that you wanted to help make this play? Uh, I believe in uh, nonviolence resistance, and I believe that uh, we should all work to make the occupation costly using uh, direct actions, uh, using uh, protest rallies, awareness, human rights uh, reports. When Inat came and talked to me about uh, theater, I said, okay, yes, because I see that art and theater is one of the methods to educate uh, the audience and to inform about what's going on on the ground. And it was used many times in the past to uh, increase awareness about certain uh, causes, about certain passion in the world. And I'm, I'm very happy that we, we did the play and I see a lot of audience who are not, you know, in our uh, activist circle, you know, who are, you know, coming and watching and, you know, they, they know more about uh, the occupation. So theater is really important. And I hope, the, I hope this play will be uh, shown more and more all over the world because it illustrates you know, the occupation, the apartheid, the segregation, the corruption in the, in the Palestinian authority, and even, you know, the fragmentation of uh, the civil society in Palestine and outside Palestine. And then talk a little bit about some of the issues that you faced as a Jewish Israeli um, making a play um, about, uh, about the military court system and about Isa's um, uh, condition were were there um, were there were there challenges that you faced as as an Israeli trying to kind of depict um, the 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 plight the the reality that Palestinians face under Israeli control? Yes, in fact, I faced uh, many difficulties. Um, only um, to 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 work with Isa to speak with Isa. Uh, to sit together with Isa, we uh, we both uh, have to cross so many uh, barriers 
bureaucratical and political barriers in order to work together. And then um, we had to be examined by so many factors, uh, like other activists um, uh, that I respect a lot, that were checking if uh, our working together is normalization. And even our supporters, even our only angels, the one who uh, uh, fund uh, the uh, first version of the play, um, were censoring us. So, uh, so every step was a, a challenge. Do you want to just say? Do you want to just explain what you mean by that? Censoring us? That they were censoring us? There were. Uh, there was something uh, we could not say which is uh, the word boycott. Um, this was the, from the German uh, uh, funder of the, of the play. Yes, we, we had a German organization that supported us and they just wanted us to take one line out of the play because it might be considered as anti-Semitism. So yes, every step was difficult and I was, amazed how, um, because being next to Isa, I realized how impossible his work is, because he he's like, from all over, he has, he has attacks on him. It's not only uh, Israel or the Palestinian Authority, it's uh, so many other factors, activists, organizations, everyone is checking him, everyone has critic on him, so it's almost impossible for him to make a change, to, to resist. And this is why I respect him so much for not giving up. Isa, what were some of the challenges that you faced in trying to depict in a, in a play your lived reality? And also I'm curious what it was like for you to think about how to portray the Israeli uh, officials in this scene, in this play, who are some of your tormentors, but who you had to think about how to cast and how to depict them uh, in these in their roles. Uh, you know the main, the main, the main. You know the main issue is that the play is not about Isamro. Mm -hmm. The play is about uh, any Palestinian living under the Israeli military occupation and apartheid. It tells the story of many other people who are trying to make a change. So it's about, you know, uh, I'm a case study, and uh, me and Inat, we try to show this is the reality in, in the ground through my story, but there are many, many other stories. Their life is more difficult, and they faced a lot of uh, challenges and confrontation. About uh, the play, the main, the main obstacle is the occupation and the military system. Under the military system, I'm not allowed to practice any kind of nonviolence resistance. So it's illegal what I'm doing. You know, in a way or another, they can consider it incitement and they can put me in jail. And maybe with the current uh, Israeli fascist government, they may outlaw me or outlaw outlaw the play. And uh, as they are trying to stop funding for other films and try to censor us, and you know, I face a lot of. Uh, uh, threats from the Israeli officials to stop uh, talking. Uh, they don't want me to lead tours. They don't want me to talk to international media. They don't want me to talk to international uh, lawmakers. They want Israeli 
officials to be the only uh, spokesperson and the only source of information. So they don't want any other voice to reach the globe, to reach especially the American audience and the European uh, audience. So it's, it's a big deal to go over that. But I believe in that there is no change without paying a price. And I should be ready to sacrifice time, uh, some freedom, uh, maybe physical attacks, threats, intimidation, life intimidation, arrest, detention. You know, I was arrested many times, detained, and lately I was arrested, ill-treated. They destroyed my, my house uh, furniture. They confiscated my smartphone. So it's occupation. I will not expect from the occupation officials to, uh, you know, to, to really, you know, treat me well. You know, if you challenge them, confront them, expose them, even if it's nonviolence resistance for them, I am, I am the enemy. In the, in, in the contrary, they hit me more because they, 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 don't, they don't want me to show their reality and their real uh, face. It's really not easy to be in this play, but uh, I took it as a challenge. Uh, as I, when I went to the military court, my choice, my choice was to go high profile because the majority of Palestinians, they, they give up at the military court. They can't go, they can't stand it, you know, go in and out and, because they know at the end it's it's Kankaro court. It's not a fair trial. It's not about you know evidence. Because we in the military system we go to the judge guilty. So I had to prove that I am not guilty. You know, so you have to show evidence that you are not guilty. Not as the civilian court that the police has to bring evidence to make you guilty. But no, me personally, I was arrested, indicted with eighteen military charges, and the eighteen military charges I was guilty on them. I was really doing well. I was documenting my life by video cameras, by witnesses, by which made it harder for them. And they didn't expect a Palestinian will challenge and confront them. I think they will rewrite some laws there because of uh, our uh, case and my my indictment and how it exposed their uh, military system. And the judge was openly saying, "I'm not allowed to protest peacefully. You know, it's illegal in the military system." And I was convicted for three uh, times in participating in Palestinian non-violence, uh, uh, you know, protests. It's not, it was not about at all any kind of violence. It's about that the military system, sole purpose is to kill the spirit of the Palestinian, to ask for freedom, to ask for equality, or at least to expose the apartheid and the segregation and the separation we are living under. Einar, it strikes me that when one looks at movements for freedom in different places, generally they do involve some cooperation between some members of the group that is doing the oppressing um, with people who are doing the oppressed. Uh, if I think of South Africa or um, or, or the civil rights movement in the United South, but that those interactions are often quite challenging. Um, relations between white and black Americans in the civil rights movement were very difficult. And at a certain point, as you may know, in American history, some important civil rights organizations actually decided they wanted to essentially get rid of, of, of the white participants in those movements because they felt that they had taken too much power um, because of their own privilege. And so I'm curious for you, you are now trying to do a version of this work, working across this massive disparity in privilege and power that you have as, as, an, as an Israeli Jew and that Isa has as a Palestinian living under occupation. And I'm wondering what that was like for you trying to tell the story um, and further the cause of Palestinian freedom, but knowing that 
Isa and other Palestinians can't do it themselves that easily because they don't have the same rights that you do. Uh, yes, um, my theater in general, what I do in, in the theater is uh, to use my privilege, my privileges as a Israeli Jew, white, uh, in order to uh, bring the Palestinian narrative um, to the Israeli audience or outside of uh, Israel. Uh, so this is what I do. And the, um, of course, I, I never uh, sit in my um, apartment in Tel Aviv and write about someone. I always write with someone. And um, the, the theater I'm doing is uh, not, it's not only, um, it's not only theater that deals with political issues, the, the uh, theater itself is political, the form is political, because uh, of course the play is very important to me, but what is more important is the, the alliances it creates that stay uh, far more than the, the actual play. Mm. So um, every time I work on a play, um, it's about creating uh, communities or creating friendships. And, um, and these are, are for me the real sites of uh, resistance. Um, Isa, you, you told me uh, that, um, uh, that when the play was uh, uh, shown in, uh, in Jaffa, that you uh, snuck in uh, across the Green Line because um, for Palestinians in the West Bank, it's very difficult to enter into Israel proper um, and actually went to see the show. Um, and I'm, I'm, I would like you, I wonder if you can just talk a little bit about what that experience was like and then what it was like to watch the play being shown. Uh, I mean, Jaffa is a mixed city, but I, as I gather, you told me most of the audience were Jewish Israelis. And I'm curious what that whole experience was like for you. I you know I wanted even you know to sit with Inat in Tel Aviv and Yafo and drive the play together there. But as a Palestinian human rights defender, I'm blacklisted, blackmailed, so I don't get permits to enter to Israel or even to East Jerusalem. So you know they punish you, they make it costly for you, even if you speak out peacefully uh, against the occupation. So the majority of uh, the Palestinian activists, uh, filmmakers, artists who are critical of the occupation, they don't get a uh, permit. And Israel made a wall, you know, to isolate uh, West Bank from uh, Israel and allow whoever they want to come in to work or to communicate or to, you know, have, you know, to give certain privilege to certain Palestinian elite, you know, VIP, very important person card, BMC businessman cards, and this kind of you know, division between the Palestinian society. And I'm one of the people who, they see me a threat. And I decided to prove two things, that I can reach Jaffa and I can reach, you know, Israel without a permit and pass bypassing the 99 checkpoints in, in West Bank to prove that the, the wall was not for security. And I went with the Palestinian workers and because thousands and thousands of Palestinian workers, they they sneak in every day to work in, uh, in Israel and the security, you know, 
is not uh, what they, they talk or describe the apartheid wall was to annex Palestinian land, to control the, uh, the water uh, aquifers, to, to confiscate more land and make the life of the Palestinians harder, to make division between Palestinians and Israelis as me and as Inat. This is what, what, they, what they want. It's a kind of control uh, of, of the occupation. So I went, it took me from Hebron to Jaffa six hours from the mountains in the cars and it was not easy trip, but I, I made it and I was very happy to reach uh, Jaffa and to speak to the audience and surprise them that I reached uh, the, 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 the theater. I, I was never been in theater, you know, to be very honest. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, we tried Peter um, to make uh, a cinema in, in Hebron and to try to, to do these things and the occupation prevented us. So it was for me a kind of, I want to go there. I want to make a point. And I went and I addressed the, the audience and it was really a good play. And I wanted to see the play and the reaction of the audience of the play. And I hope that uh, all the people who are watching and listening to us help us to promote the play here in, in the US because I think it's one of the uh, meth uh, best methods of uh, you know exposing the Israeli occupation uh, and apartheid and the play. I liked it very much, uh, but you know, I don't want to keep seeing myself tortured or, you know, it's not easy to see it, to listen to it. And, but, you know, it was a great experience and we ate fish in, uh, in, in Jaffa, but I was really not, uh, it was not an easy experience in Jaffa because I, I was illegally there. And uh, so you've now you've shown the play in Israel. You've shown it in New York. I think you've shown it in in Europe as as well, right? In in London. Yes, um, in a digital version, not on stage. So I'm curious if if you noticed any differences in the way the audience has reacted in the in those different places. Um, in in Jaffa, um, we got the not we the theater got threats. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the, there was a lawyer who wrote uh, uh, letters to the Ministry of Finance, the Ministry of Culture, uh, that our play is violate the Nakba law. And uh, do you want to just do you want to briefly just say what the Nakba law is? Yes, uh, the Nakba law uh, state that uh, um, institution in Israel cannot commemorate the uh, Palestinian catastrophe or or the Independence Day of. Uh, Israel as uh, the, the catastrophe of the Palestinian people. Um, uh, also, if uh, in, in institutions uh, uh, we violate, uh, we um, harm the uh, state symbols uh, or any calls for, um, for uh, terror or, uh, acts against Israel. So, um, so the theater got uh, these um, letters and threats, but the director of the theater was very brave. And uh, also uh, Issa uh, involved a lawyer uh, uh, because um, the letters uh, stated that uh, he is a terrorist or uh, Issa, you know better than me, what was the, that, um, 
Um, um, it, 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 you can go on and, and uh, it's, uh, um, okay. I'm just curious about the, about the response in the, in the, okay. so, uh, so this was, uh, actually the first response in, in Jaffa, uh, it was before, uh, the performance was staged, the, the theater got threats, uh, but then the audience, uh, that, uh, uh, came to the theater is of course audience that is looking for change through art. Yes. That, uh, the, the one who oppose it will not come to watch it. Yes. yes. Um, so it, these are people who wanted to to know more, to learn more. So it uh, received uh, very enthusiastically uh, by these people. Mm. Um, and uh, here in New York, I felt that uh, um, the, the, it, it was so mixed. So I, I couldn't tell, uh, but I... I felt that they knew so little and um, the information that is available about what is happening in Palestine uh, is so limited mm -hmm. that uh, it's important uh, to show it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's even uh, stronger for um, Jewish American leftists mm -hmm. to see also a Jewish-Israeli on stage mm -hmm. saying these mm -hmm. things. So it, it has a significant. Yes, I, I, I think that's that's true. Um, um, Isa, in, in addition to the enormous difficulties that you face on a daily basis from, um, from the Israeli government and also the, the pressures that made it difficult to create this play, um, as Inat mentioned, there were also challenges from some Palestinian activists, I gather, who thought this might be an act of normalization. Um, and so maybe I, maybe you could just explain a little bit what normalization means, what that is, and how you think about that question in terms of your decision to work with an Israeli Jewish playwright and then have the play shown in an Israeli theater. Yes, uh, we have some Palestinian activists who think any kind of relation between uh, Palestinian activists and uh, Israeli activists as normalization, which means you know, it, you know that you know it's it's making Israel look bitter or look good. Uh, I disagree completely with this uh, kind of uh, definition and framing. I see that uh, we uh, Palestinians and Israelis should work together to expose the Israeli occupation and uh, apartheid with uh, the main goal to end the Israeli occupation and apartheid and have freedom, justice, and equality. But those Israelis who want to work with us should you know, understand that we have certain principles who they should uh, address and recognize us as equal human beings who deserve full equal rights as them uh, exactly. So I understand the Palestinians who are oppressed and who think that it's a power dynamic, but me personally, I see me and Inat are freedom fighters and we do our best uh, to, uh, you know, to uh, you know, expose the occupation, uh, educate about the occupation and apartheid and the change will come from me and Inat, from you and from many other people who are working inside Israel, inside Palestine, and all over the world to make the change. We should be all together united in a movement and, uh, and respect the diversity, respect the different uh, opinion on everything as uh, you know, uh, we, we, I call them the anti-apartheid uh, movement and anti-apartheid uh, campaign, but who, uh, who is 
you know, uh, you know, with opinion of normalization, they should understand this kind of actions make a huge difference and have a huge influence on uh, many, many people in Israel and all over the world. So Inat, what is the next step for this, this play and how can people who want to see it go see it? Uh, I really hope that uh, we will uh, succeed in promoting it here. And we, we are now looking for uh, theaters and uh, art spaces that uh, can stage it. And I hope to bring the full production, not only reading like we did two days ago. I see. So if any of the, you are listening to this and you are in the theater and you, are, you have the capacity to help make that, uh, make that possible, um, uh, you please try to do so. You can, uh, if you reach out to the Foundation for Middle East Peace, we can certainly put you in touch with, uh, with Anat and, and, and Isa. Um, uh, uh, Isa and Anat, thank you so much for joining me today and for our audience. Thanks for listening or watching. Again, the name of the play, which I've seen and is very powerful, is called How to Make a Revolution. Finally, as always, I want to remind you to subscribe to the Occupy Thoughts podcast. You can do so on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Spotify. That way you won't miss any of the great content we're posting every week. And you can also find the podcast in a video of the podcast on our website, fmep.org. And with that, we will end. I'm Peter Beinart signing off until the next episode of Occupy. Thank you. Thank you, Peter.